Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It's another wonderful and fine Wednesday in the world. And guess what? We are back once again. It is time for your favorite sports podcast. None other than the Sports Bros Podcast. A whole hell of a lot was going on this past weekend and this past week in the world of sports. And so I'm going to stop my incoherent rambling right now because what I got to say don't make a damn bit of difference. It ain't important and it don't matter. I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing first, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? No, What's no, going? no. Stop, stop, stop it immediately. Are you there? Are you there? You, you, I, see, I can't see you. I, I know you can't see me because I'm not in my normal location. Let me do me. Let oh. me do me. My, I can B-Live's speak here. Shit. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. I, did I cuss? Was a light shining sharp the other day on the air? <laughs> I, I, I like to cuss for real. Yeah. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? This be your boy, the Almighty Be Live. For those that um, view our podcast every once in a while when we do post it on YouTube, I am actually not in front of the camera, so it's okay. Um, for all the ladies, I do apologize. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah. Man, oh man, there's been a lot going on. Whew. Madness. March Madness spilled into April, as it always does. <laughs> Welcome to WrestleMania. Yes, we are wrestling fans here. We're going to talk about it. And man, NBA playoff picture, NHL, we'll let that work itself out because we'll talk about that in the weeks to come. But go ahead, go ahead and introduce the other guy that want to be interrupting and want to um want to just take over the show like he want to do just because he doesn't see it, brother. I'm still here. Don't you worry about it. Yes, sir. Stepping on toes, breaking fool's nose. You know how it is. And the other guy, he is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. Pound for pound, the toughest, the meanest, the roughest, the thuggish, ruggish lunch lady in all Washington County. He is the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. The best of times are when I cannot see you. I cannot see you be live, but I hear you. Disembodied voice. Did Eddie you really I, just come up with that song Eddie just, I just now? I, I think he just did that. I, you I, did. I, you did that just now. Sticks. That was a six song by Sticks. Wow. Because do you miss doing karaoke that much? You just you you literally just came off the dome with that. <laughs> I believe he did. I'm very very talented. That's one of my talents, and I got another talent I'll share with you here in just a few minutes. But we're going to talk about a little sports, and I'll share that talent. Eddie, what happened in the in sports this weekend? What what do you? Want to talk about? Tell us. And let's let's share. Scotty, you know go ahead, be live. I was going to tell. I I I would love to show him how I feel about his talents, but I'll just say Brock Lesnar did it for me on Raw on Monday. Okay, yeah, my bad, Eddie. Cool. 
Yes. Jesus Christ, Vincent Man with that ugly ass toupee and that ugly ass mustache. But anyways, um, Scotty D, the question should be what didn't happen in the world of sports this past weekend. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. This weekend, we had some championships decided. It was it was wildly entertaining, wildly entertaining. We're going to talk about college basketball. Uh, we're going to talk about the men's a little bit later, but the hullabaloo and everything else is circling around LSU, Iowa, for the national championship. Uh, in case anybody wondering, the score was LSU 102, um, Iowa 85, because I don't think none of the talking heads on none of the networks told anybody about what the score was. Instead, they talked about Angel Reese, um, Caitlin Clark, the chicanery, shenanigans, aftermath, you can't see me, celebrations, taunting, and all this other stuff. But here at the Sports World's podcast, we're going to stick to sports, and we're going to talk about the game. So um, with that being said, fellas, well, I'm sorry with you, B-Live. Uh, what you think about this game, man? Um, LSU and Iowa for the chip. Well, let's let's go ahead and state the obvious. There's a reason why we're starting off with the women's title game because it was way more exciting than the men's. I mean, as much as San Diego State put up a fight, we're gonna, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Man, you could feel the electricity in the room mm. in Dallas when it came to LSU mm. versus Iowa. Scotty D, I could do this whole episode without your shenanigans and your sound effects. I'm, I'm agreeing. Let, I'm agreeing with you. I, I'm I'm a, I'm agreeing to punch you in the throat the next time. I, I see you. I, yeah. What we're you can't see me. You can't see me. Oh boy. But man. But no. When when I tell you, the, the, I mean, yes, the two big stars, Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, stat fillers, absolutely. And I've talked about both of them throughout the season and everything, and it all came to a head. But let's start off by put, giving respect to where respect is due because ain't nobody talked about her. But my goodness, Jasmine Carson of LSU, first half, seven of seven from the field, five of five from, three, from the three-point line, 21 points off the bench. Just, and with a buzzer beater at the end of the first half that took the air out of the wind that took the air out of the sails of Iowa going into halftime I believe LSU was up by like 17 points at the half and LSU let it be known that we, they, they were they were they weren't gonna have it they were not going to let uh they were not gonna let Caitlin Clark, Clark beat them they were not going to let Caitlin Clark disrespect them. They were not this, and Caitlin Clark still got hers, which is ridiculous. That you know the entire offensive scheme of one team is focused on one person, and you can't stop it. You still can't stop it. She still scored thirty points, but man, I got to give props to Jasmine Carson for that first half because you don't expect that. That's what wins championships <laughs> when you get the up. I swear it. You got. He got one more time. I didn't say anything. You ain't got to. You ain't got to say nothing. You ain't got to. You ain't got to say nothing. What you. What you not gonna do is disrespect me while I'm talking about this game. 
God almighty. Ladies and gentlemen that are listening right now, I You do didn't apologize. expect that from Jasmine Carson, huh? That wasn't <laughs> a, 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 bench, a bench player that averages eight points a game? Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect that on Jasmine Carson. She blew me out of the water with that one. All right, B-Loud, tell, tell, tell us what you did. <laughs> I'm going oh. to chop, chop him in the throat, people, because he knows what he's doing. Mm. But, no, nah, <laughs> it was... It was it was it was a collection of uh, uh, collective effort um, from LSU. You could tell by the way they came on the court that they were determined. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to echo a couple of the talking heads. The officiating of that game was abysmal. It was some of the worst I've ever seen, and we talk about it a lot. Where we don't want the game determined by the referees. But when you give a technical foul because the ball is flicked in the wrong direction, when you foul after foul after foul, three of our players had four fouls midway through the third quarter. It's, it's, it makes it pretty tough. But I'm not going to – that the way LSU played, Iowa wasn't stopping that. They weren't stopping that at all. They, they, had, they had a formula, and you need to put respect on Kim Mulkey's name. Two years at LSU already produced a championship. The men's basketball team has never done it. The women's basketball team hasn't done it until now. LSU women's basketball is on the map. And this is actually a good sign when it comes to the transfer portal because a lot of the players had transferred from other schools have been sort of neglected, sort of written off because of their uh, sometimes their their well, how crass, how the, sometimes a little rough around the edges that Kim Mulkey coached them. She did something that um, John Calipari can't do. So, ah, props to the LSU Lady Tigers. And now we're going to allow Scotty D to say something silly about the game. He probably didn't watch because it didn't I, I, interest him. I'm going to be honest. I did not see one minute of any of the women's tournament. And that brings me to one of my next talents. I have a God-given ability to recognize that there are some great athletes and basketball players, great athletes in other sports, and still not care. That's God-given talent. I was able to just not care about that tournament at all. The same way I don't care about the Tour de France, and there are great athletes peddling around mountains and um you know, soccer games, great guys who get kick, kick the ball really good, and and, and I don't care. That's eh, just how it was for this tournament. I mean, I, awesome. I mean, congratulations, LSU. And that that what was the girl's name? Malky. She won won another championship. Congratulations. I'm happy for it. There's talent, there's skill. I'm not knocking it. I just didn't personally feel like flipping over to watch it. So I don't really have much to comment on. I mean, the, the only thing I know is that the, the, the Reese girl did a little signal. Everybody got mad. And then they said the other girl, Caden Clark, did it first. And people were mad about that. And, you know, I, didn't even see, I didn't even see the highlights of the game. Oh, that's all they're talking about is this girl doing a doing a gesture. I, I haven't seen one highlight of – I don't even know if that girl's good. The, the Reese, I don't even know if she's good. I just know that she did a gesture and people were mad so, about okay, it. And I, a, and, so and you tell me you, you don't even pay attention to me and my pepper points. Because I mentioned 
Angel Reese when she had a 26.25 rebound game. I may have zoned out. Tournament. I may have zoned out. See, that's what's what's wrong with that. That's okay. That's okay. You know what? I I understand. I understand. There's shows all over, all over, on television, on radio, podcasts, all over the place. When there's somebody on the show that is educated about the sports that they talk about, then you have, then you have, Knuckleheads that are you also grace on the show. me with so much get, I knowledge I don't, I don't, I don't that it overflows. It doesn't all fit in the cup. You can just keep pouring knowledge over and, over, and I can only hold so much of your knowledge, and and it overflows. I can't get it all. I can't keep it all in the cup. So I mean, that was a that was a compliment to you. That was a compliment. I, I if you could see my so face, you would know that I'm being very very sincere right now. I can see. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can see your face just because you can't see mine. I can see your face. I don't believe you, sir. Is that is that true, Eddie? Can you yes, see me? I, I can still see. You can still see. Oh, I can still see. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 so you can't get away, Scott. You cannot get. You know what? You know what? What dog on it? You went. I can't even do what I want to do right now because I'm so sick of him. How do I push the button on this thing? I want him to look at my face right now. There's got to be a way for this freaking thing. Listen, let's get back on track. You see? Yeah, you see me? You see me now? There you see is. me now. There I, is. I don't, I, the background is wrong and everything, and my, my beard ain't shaved. But I want this. I want you to see my face. I am you look disappointed nice. in you. Look you. Nice I'm so sick of you. God bless America. Congratulations Eddie cool, Eddie cool to LSU, LSU the national champions. Right, so, Congratulations. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna go ahead and get this thing back on the track. Uh, Angel Reese had another double double game with uh, ten rebounds, fifteen points. Uh, let's see, Flauge Johnson, she chipped in with 10 points, and uh, Morris, uh, what's the name, Angel Morris? I forgot what her name was. Um, she also had 21, and Carson, aka LSU Ice Spice, as they've been called, she chipped in with 22 points as well, too. Um, didn't to expect up, that from her, didn't expect it. No, because she averaged six, because she averaged 6.8, uh, 6.8 points a game, and she came in and Found the rhythm and got hot. And Scotty D, you would have been happy with the three point shooting because I'm over here looking at it right now. Um, Iowa shot 46.7% from the field, and LSU, they shot 64.7% um, from the field, which means a whole lot of shooting was going on. So, real quick about this whole Angel Reese and Clayton Clark thing, I'm going to say this and I'm going to put a bow on it because I'm at the point now, I'm tired of seeing it, tired of talking about it. When you start hooping and hollering, and talking trash, you can't see me, you doing this, you doing that. You do understand. You set yourself up for ridicule and criticism as far as Caitlin Clark goes. Okay, so all I got to say is about the whole injury situation. She gave her a dose of her own medicine. And if you want to put a stop to injuries per se or shut her up, you got to stop her. You got to stop her. This reminds me of Cam Newton when he was dabbing on everybody back in 2015. The best way to stop that from happening, the best way to, yeah, the best way to stop that is to stop that. If you don't like it, do something about it. Do something about it. Stop yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like the referees throwing, um, not throwing um flags when Von Miller was um, oh, um, going after his. My bad, my bad. I apologize. Open, I got, open I got, I, I, yeah, op- open the wound a little bit. But let me, let me say this real quick. Let me say this about I'm because the the bow. I'm a tie the bow. I'm gonna put my finger where you're tying the bow. Mm. We. We allow it and sometimes celebrate it on the men's side of things. Mm-hmm. 
why don't we do the same on the women's side of things? Why are we why are we at arms about on the women's side? Men, we talk trash. Heck, this is almost what our podcast is all about. We talk trash. Why are we up and on now when the women are doing I'm it? I'm disgusted by it, and I'm not going to watch them anymore. <laughs> so, Scotty so, D is at least lit. Okay, I'm going to give him this much. He's being 100% honest. He, he it is not a sport that interests him. I'm not going to be able to change his mind on that. He thinks the same thing about the sport that most people in the world watch, which is the game of football, soccer, called in America. He doesn't watch it. What do you, hey, yeah, what, here's the thing. But, but he's yeah, also I, don't, don't I don't I don't understand why you mad. You know, I tell people I'm, all the time I love watching golf or I love watching baseball. You know, what people say to me that's boring. I don't know how you can stand to watch it. That's awful to sit and watch. And you know how that makes me feel? Nothing. I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. I, what, you, I mean, yeah. I don't care if you don't like the sport. I like. I don't. That's people that, that's like soccer fan. I always get offended when I'm like, I I think that's that sport sucks. I think it's boring. What do you no, mean? No, you don't even understand. I get it. There's so much I'm, more than scoring. It's, it's I'm, a beautiful I'm, game. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not insulting you. I'm not. I'm just. I just don't like that sport. That ain't your thing. That ain't your thing, right? No, 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 no. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this because you you my boy. You, my boy, we've been doing this for four years. Episode 198. We're sneaking up to 200 in a couple weeks. 200. Uncle Max, if you're listening, we want you on the show in a couple weeks. Since Scotty D doesn't reach out to people. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm hey, Uncle Max, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. <laughs> you are? Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm going uh, to Myrtle Beach. Heading to okay. the beach. All right. But here's the thing. Scotty D's over-the-top personality will not just allow him to not watch a sport. He's going to let us know how much he's not <laughs> going to watch the sport. That's what that's what gets me, is that when I speak something of a sport that I like, oh, here comes the sound effects. Oh, when I talk about bowling, he, he's got sound effects. Oh, what what is he sound effects for? Yes, you do. <laughs> Next thing you, you know, you know, you know, you do, but that's okay. I like, I that, like bowling. I like yeah. bowling. Scott, Scotty D is unapologetically, unapologetically Scotty <laughs> D. I love you for it. Don't ever change. Absolutely, man. But <laughs> you silly. Yeah. You silly. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move along into uh, Monday night's um, championship national championship game on the guy side Ooh, thing. I I watched this. Okay, well, you watched that, Scotty D. Uh, the Huskies win 76-59 as they defeat the San Diego State Aztecs. Amazing run by the Aztecs. Uh, the Huskies got right at the right time. Kind of reminds me of that um, one Huskies team with Kimball Walker, but they just kept winning, kept winning, and kept on winning. Scotty D, take away from that game. What well, My takeaway from none of this game but the whole tournament is I cannot for life me figure out how UConn was a four seed. How did they get cold in January, February, and lose enough games where they dropped from number one team in the country down to, to a fourth seed in the tournament because they were head and shoulders better than everyone. Now, I, I know that they actually didn't beat anybody, I think, higher than a three seed. I think that, that was, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they obviously didn't beat any ones because no ones had advanced. And um, what was uh, San Diego State was, what, eight seed? Or they were five. They were five, I think. 
Uh, so they then uh, Miami was a five, it, but it doesn't matter. They, they're they're beating whoever's put in front of them and beating them convincingly. I mean, they were the one team in this whole tournament that didn't give us any really good games as far as like competitive down to the wire exciting games because typically in these March Madness games teams surge you fall behind and then you surge back and UConn just didn't allow that to happen this game was over in the first half when San Diego State went 10 minutes without uh, scoring from the field and you can attribute that to UConn's defense they just were digging into their into the into these guys and not they, they were clogging up the lanes they weren't giving them anything they were they really made them work for it and they when they went up, what well, whatever it was, 12 points, 13 points, I said, this is over. And ordinarily, I don't think that during this tournament, because this tournament is so good, and these teams have ups and downs throughout the games. Like you expect if you're down a certain amount of points, somebody's going to come back. I expected with Gonzaga, Gonzaga fell down 13 points, and instead it went to a 30-point deficit. It was incredible. UConn is just absolutely – Blown teams away. They're 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 well coached and they, they got veterans. And San Diego State they did make a sh- a small run in the second half there. I think they cut it to five with like eight minutes to go or whatever it was. And and then UConn just had enough of that and they just they just set sail and, and left them behind. And they were I'm convinced they were the best team in the country. I, I don't always feel that way. Like the best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl, World Series, March Madness. But in this case, I think that UConn was the best team in the country. Be live, agree? I will I will absolutely agree with you because I mean it wasn't even close and it wasn't even fair. Like not only did like for I, I went to look while you are making your point, I went to look at who they faced and I want to see did they end up going through an easy bracket? And that wasn't even the case either. Like they played like and here, here's somebody going to say, oh, they faced two teams from the West Coast Conference in Gonzaga and St. Mary's. They faced a number eight Arkansas team that was mid-tier in the SEC. They didn't get to face Kansas, and they didn't face UCLA. They faced the teams that beat Kansas right, yeah. and beat UCLA. So, I mean, yeah. and... So they this, were facing capable teams. It wasn't like they oh, were yeah. just getting the scrubs. These are all good teams. And the one thing that I want to say, and I'll continue to say over and over and time and time again, the one thing I love about March Madness and I love about um, the bracket and everything is the fact that teams win these tournaments. Not your, not your stars, not your one, one and dones, but teams that have veteran leadership. They've been together for years. And it absolutely showed. Man, hats off to your Florida Atlantics, your Fairleigh Dickinsons, your San Diego States. Like, hats off to your Michigan States, even to the, even to the likes of Pitt. Like, just teams that you would, um, that just, like, all your Blue Bloods, your Kentuckys, your Dukes that have star power but may not necessarily have the team aspect, they fell by the wayside. Hats off to Kansas State. I want to hats off to Gonzaga. Gonzaga just, I mean, I think Gonzaga could have beat anybody else in the tournament, but they ran into UConn. And so mm-hmm. it's it, that like that's just what it is. And at the end of the day, UConn just showed the world exactly who they are. 
Hats off the Miami, scrappy Miami team because they took down the Texas team that I swore up and down was going to handle business. I'm a little mad about that, but it's okay. It's all right. I'm, 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 I'm okay. I heard an interesting, an interesting point made on another um, uh, on on CBS Sports Radio this morning, and the point they were making is that this is this what we're looking at with this UConn style team could be the new norm in that. These guys were older for the most part. I mean, there was I th- maybe a, a couple freshmen, but um, juniors and seniors. And it seems like the new way of recruiting is to recruit the transfer portal more than recruit high school players because now you're recruiting guys who have already begun the development process rather than an unknown 17, 18-year-old kid moving away from hey. home for the first time. And, and it makes sense. And I, it was Bruce, I think Bruce Pearl from Auburn was was the one that that came out and, and was interviewed and, and and brought that point up. And if you look at it, I mean, that's that seems to be what. I mean, why go after a kid if he's not proven yet? When you know this kid is playing good over here, and I can get him just to transfer to my school without having to to start from scratch, so to speak. So it's gonna be interesting to watch that. That is as, a, as as a new model. That's a very good point because uh, you mentioned that it happened in both the men's and the women's bracket because LSU was the same way. LSU's starting team had a bunch of transfers. Angel Reese w- went to Maryland. Um, I forget. Um, what, what is that? What is my girl's name? I don't forgot her name. I I just had her stats up, and I I pull up all kinds of stuff. I'll be all over the place when it comes to this thing, but. <laughs> But when it having, came to having it, said that, I don't necessarily yeah. like that. I don't necessarily love it. You know, I mean, well, I, 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 that's the way it is now. But I, you know, I, I don't necessarily like it. I mean, but it, it it is what it is. I mean, it's the it's the new reality. Just like I don't it, like the idea, and and this is being thrown out there now too. And I think uh, a couple of the coaches have already spoke on it, Izzo and and Danny Hurley of expanding this tournament to like ninety teams as opposed to the 68. And personally, I have been saying for years and years and years, this is the best sporting event there is. It does not fail you. If you Mm -mm. sit and watch, watch these games, you may not, you may get a clunker here and there or a blowout here and there, but if you watch enough of these games, you are not going to be disappointed. You are going to see close basketball, good, good games, guys going at it with all they got, because they know this could be the last time they ever wear that uniform. It's, it's, it's so exciting to watch these games, and I just don't think you need it, need to change it. I don't think you need more. I think you're you're just – everybody wants to expand. I mean, we talked about this before in college football and NFL and NBA. We talked about this over and over again. I just don't think it needs done. I, th- I think this is a, a, a perfect model the way it is. Yeah, as far as this tournament goes, man, like leave it alone because if you start messing with it too much, it won't have that same luster, that shine, that same feel. And I will say this, like between both tournaments, like the men's and the women's, I will say that, look, it's been it's been exciting. It's been entertaining. Like, you know, um, real, uh, real little secret real quick. I did call off a day at work to play hooky. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I don't play hooky. Y'all know I'm a hardworking man, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to sit on my ass and I'm going to watch some some college basketball because it's You shouldn't have to call. You shouldn't have to call off any. It should be just given. Everybody should be given time off across the country for the first two rounds of March Madness. It should 
just be that way. Uh, that, uh, the whole world would come to a halt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it sort of does. Like, we, you will be in the, you be in the office. You'll be on your cell phones, on your computer. On your computer, don't get fired because of March Madness. But you, I, I don't know. You be hey, hey, I don't. You know, don't ask me nothing. <laughs> I'm a, Eddie, I'm I'm proud of you for doing that. I'm impressed with you. <laughs> day off work. I'm, I I was like, you know, I said I work. It's like this. I, y'all know, you know, all, off air we talk a whole lot. I'm a hardworking man. I work hard behind the scenes, you know, um, with this podcast, with my normal nine to five, with my buddy career in radio. That's right, buddy career in radio. In case you didn't know, um, I said, you know what. I'm gonna take a day off because I work hard and I deserve it. But um, I, I I have no complaints about this tournament. Um, I don't have any I don't have any bad qualms, ill will issues, or none of that. I'm just like you said, don't change it too much. Just leave it well enough. Just leave well enough alone, man. It's fine yes. the way it is. All right, and that's gonna do it for college basketball discussion of the national championships. Us being grown ass men, yes. We watch wrestling. Yes, WrestleMania this weekend. And guess what? Oh, hell yeah. We're going to talk about WrestleMania 39 that emanated from SoFi Stadium in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Right after this, right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. We're back here at the Sports Bros Podcast. And as promised, we will be talking about some wrestling wrestling uh, yeah squared circle the match wrap <laughs> and uh for those of y'all that don't like it um fast forward a little bit to the choices of the voices section but uh, if you want to hang around and hear us talk about wrestling let's do it as i mentioned wrestlemania the 39th installment of the grandest show of them all the biggest stage on earth whatever the hell you call it the so- showcase of the immortals there we go <laughs> yeah it, it, it's so big that they put it up in two nights First of all, I love the fact that they made this two nights because you remember we had to sit through a whole night. Oh Lord! Yeah. They, they they what was that the debacle when they had it in New York or uh, quote yeah. unquote New Jersey? Yeah, where the where public transportation stopped. Yeah, so people were just stuck in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at one one thirty in the morning because it would last at seven hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, <laughs> Thank you for um, somebody um, doing this. They, I mean, yeah, I, I love wrestling, but seven hours, I, I, um, I, I can, I can barely get through three hours of Monday Night Raw. But we'll talk about that later. All right, so night one goes as follows: We had Austin Theory versus John Cena. We had the Street Profits. They won a Fatal Four Way Tag Team Match. Seth Rollins defeats Logan Paul. Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita defeat Scotty D's favorite girls. Damage Control. <laughs> just love seeing them on TV. Uh, Ray Mysterio spanks that ass of Dominic Mysterio. Called Rhea, it. Yep. Rhea Ripley defeats Charlotte Flair to get the belt, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens defeat the Usos to become the undisputed tag team champions. Fellas, uh, what was your favorite match of night one? Scott, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm, I'm... Yeah, this is, I feel so guilty. I just go and trash professional sports that I don't watch. So I could talk about how I'm a pro wrestling. <laughs> there you go. No, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. I mm-hmm. liked um, uh, the, my, my my favorite match of that was probably I I I liked the the tag match. I liked the 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 bloodline going down. The Usos going down to to Sammy and KO. It's a they've been building the story for 
for a year or so on this and and it came to fruition and and I and I did like the athleticism in the Seth Rollins and Logan Paul match. I mean, this Logan Paul's good. I mean, we make fun of him for being a dork, and, and he is, but he's actually a pretty good athlete. So I, I thought I thought I thought that was pretty enjoyable the first night for the most part. Um, what say you? I'm gonna so I'm gonna go outside the box. So of course, the um undisputed tag team championship that was story that was picture perfect storyline telling. That was you literally. You, Everybody was just, we want to see how this was going to happen. And that match delivered on every single bit of it. My favorite match of the, um, of Saturday though, I love it when things don't go according to plan. I like when creative tries to do something, tries to do something, tries to do something. And the crowd says, we ain't having it. As much as they tried to make Charlotte Flair a face, they couldn't do it. No, that's, we, good. that's a good guy for those of you who don't know the lingo. Right, right. right. Yeah. 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 Baby face, yeah. Yeah. They tried, they tried, and that's basically at the end of the day, that's what wrestling is um, as far as entertainment value. You have good guy versus bad guy. They've been doing it repeatedly for decades, and it it's it, it works. It works. It is what it is. You always root for somebody and you root against somebody. But the Charlotte Flair Rhea Ripley match, it was just not only was it entertaining, it was brutal, it was ruthless. And Rhea Ripley has been red hot all year. She is she is the the uh, uh, top of the totem pole, top of the food chain. She is a mommy and I'm gonna I'm say this on the air. Them them yams yams Whoa. yams. Um, I, I'm going. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I don't care. Show now, him <laughs> the way. He got bills to pay. Shout out to Masego, who was in Cleveland um, a few nights ago. Go ahead, be laugh. But yes, um, one one match, and I'm gonna yeah, the Rhea Ripley. Congratulations for becoming the new WWE SmackDown Women's Champion. That was a great highlight to um. Uh, the women's sport across the board, the most underrated. And I think the, the most, like you saw the most athletics uh, athleticism though, was the, uh, um, well, the WrestleMania showcase, the fatal four-way tag match. And with the street profits winning that over Braun Strowman, Ricochet, the Alpha Academy and the Viking Raiders. I think it's, it's time. I think it's time to push Chad Gable. As a solo, Gable, yeah, it's either solo or something, something where like he he had he has the charisma with the crowd. I mean, it's just one of those things where it, it works for him, and he has incredible athleticism. Like he he he's little. Germans, they don't like that. He's short. Yeah, he that's, just that's, German that's the suplex. That's the knock. He just German suplex Braun Strowman. That was the I think that was the highlight of the entire evening. Like that, <laughs> the crowd pop for that was incredible, and I think I think it's our. And then when um when um ha- um Dawkins freaking ran over um Braun Strowman doing running right, you know you know what he does. I the, Strowman they, Express, yeah, the Strowman yeah, Express, yeah. There was a lot, crowd pop for that was amazing. That match I think was very underrated, and it actually highlighted it did. It was actually a showcase, mm-hmm. and it and it, and shows the potential 
that they have in the tag team division. I think it's time to split the tag t- um, the tag team belts. I think it's time for that. I think you have enough talent to do so, or just or feature them more as opposed to where it's just two top tag teams and then the rest of them are just mid carders. Mm-hmm. These guys are incredibly talented, and it, and it, it was on display on Saturday. I love every bit of it. Be live. I'm like you. The uh, the fatal four way the showcase that was a damn that was a damn good match. It was. Full of athleticism, just like you didn't know what to expect. Like everybody knew that, hey, we got to earn that WrestleMania check. We got to earn it tonight. We have to really earn it in a good way. Um, Logan Paul never disappoints whenever he's in the ring. Um, there's obviously great, obvious great chemistry between him and Seth Rollins. Um, lead of lead of Trish Stratus, Bacon Lynch, Damage Control. I don't really care too much about that. Yeah, and then um, you know the the Mysterios. That's a good one. That's great storytelling, you know, because a lot of people got drinks spit on them, slapped, two holidays <laughs> crash. Like they really told a good story here. And to cap it off, uh, Kevin Owens uh, and Sami Zayn be- defeating the Us- Usos for the for the tag team championships. Uh, could there be chinks in the armor? We shall see. Moving on to night two, uh, Brock Lesnar. He um. <laughs> <laughs> he squashes Omos, uh, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler win the women's fatal four-way. Gunther defeats Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Bianca Belair defeats Asuka to retain the Raw Women's t- title. Snoop Dogg, a replacement for um, Shane McMahon, who blew his ca- um, who blew his ca- quad muscle, defeats The Miz, who had a three-piece suit on. Edge defeats Finn Balor and literally splits his wig. And the main event, Roman Reigns, goes over on Cody Rhodes for the WWE Undisputed Universal title. All right, Scotty D, night two, what you got? I like the main event is again is the best is the best one like just because the same thing it was part of that the big storyline that involved so many people and the, the drama was high and I really thought that we were going to have a new champion I went back and forth on that all day I and by the time the show started I said you know what I'm convinced I there the confetti is going to be dropping and Cody Rhodes is going to be in the ring with his baby and his daughter and and the new era is going to begin while the the bloodline feud uh, the, that that part of the story was going to continue on, and that didn't happen that way. And I was good with it. I liked it. I like when I don't. I, I like when it's not so predictable. That I can just figure it all out. I like being being surprised and swerved a little bit. So that was that one was the one for me on on the second. That's the one I look forward to the most, is because I wasn't sure what direction they were going to go. All right, I'm what well, says me. I'm just waiting on Scotty. I want to hear those words from Scotty D. He um he should know the words I want to hear, cause he he told he told me no he told me I was wrong, I told him exactly why Roman Reigns was going to win. So I need I need to hear it from him. What what do you want me to hear? I was wrong. Um, no no I want to know it's, it's the opposite of that, but it refers to me. Bilal was right. You're silly. I, 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 I can't there, there, you can't see me. You can't see me. That. No, you know, you, I, Eli, I know you here, here's what's here's what's <laughs> silly about you. You're right so seldom that whenever you point it out, the one time it happens, you, you make such a big deal about it. It just shines the light on how often oh you're wrong. My I mean, God, cut that out! Wow, make a, you're make right about something like twice right. a year, and there, and whenever wow. it happens, you're like, "Damn, I told <laughs> you so." You said twice <laughs> a year. You, you predict is, something correct. That you're like, is what? Pathetic. What? Check me out. 
I have okay. never. Th- oh my god, salt, hate, <laughs> shade. Jeez, I've met. Oh my god, I called it. I said that they're gonna oh, push Roman. Right they're thanks. gonna push Roman Reigns to a thousand. He's gonna and then he's going to relinquish the title at SummerSlam, and then he's gonna come back with um with a Hollywood appearance or whatever, um in Philadelphia against somebody and but. He's gonna he's gonna get to a thousand. They're gonna push him to a thousand. He's gonna he, you're gonna see Roman Reigns maybe twice a month now, and he we we just saw it on the Raw after WrestleMania. Who is he? Who who the story right now? Who is he about to fight? Because um, Brock Brock Lesnar just turned on Cody, but that's a whole another story. My match is just I'm 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 gonna do my best Big E interpretation. Biggie and I need sponsorship after this. Just meats on top of meats on meats. Just big meat just slapping each other. Oh, the triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. That was, I absolutely loved it. Just just flesh and beating up and just, oh. They beat the hell out of each other. They beat the brakes off. I hit myself in the chest. Just to see if I could take it, and I can't at all. <laughs> Man, you know what? Gunther just needs a little bit more tweaking, but Gunther can be a star. Gunther can be a star. Uh, Walter, I'm sorry, it's gonna, uh, yeah, I did. Walter, Walter, hey, always hey, will be Walter. The Scotty D, yeah, because Scotty D has been like on the Walter like wagon since like he <laughs> since he first got there, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, Walter, Walter slash Gunther. He he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. He got himself together. He got he's in tip top shape. I'm probably thinking like within a, another year he gonna be like top dog, world champion. Um, he's doing. I think Gunther's doing an amazing job with the Intercontinental Title, bringing it back to relevancy because the story behind the Intercontinental Championship is it is it's a secondary title, but it's known as the workhorse title. Because yeah, you had yeah. you had guys like Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, um, Shelton Benjamin, like some guys that really went in there and worked to hold the Intercontinental title. All right. And so that leaves me. I would say that my favorite match, it had to be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes because I was at the bar getting some chicken wings on, on my way going home from work, but I was watching Peacock on my wonderful Sega device. And I'm like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Hey, baby, bring me another drink. Ooh, I, I'm not that rude out in public, but I was just um, I was in, I was I was invested, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Roman Reigns, and then like you mentioned, be live with um, with Brock Lesnar turning on Cody. What what the hell is going on with that? And then Vince McMahon with that worm going across his lip, trying to figure out what the hell that's going on too. Oh boy! And uh, earlier, I think earlier Monday, um, they announced the WWE announced the sale to was it Evolution? What's it called, Scott? Evolution. Who they sell um, to? No. Um, oh shoot! Revol- I, it's like revolve eva- evacuation. Um, no, evacuation. No. It, execution. Eman- emancipation. Proclamation. Uh, Con- constipation. It's is endeavor. Endeavor. Oh, endeavor. Endeavor. They they were the parent company to UFC. Now they're the parent company to both UFC and WWE. Both the leadership stays pretty much the same. Vince McMahon somehow is back in charge of WWE, and Dana White is in charge of UFC. Um, 
I believe that WWE sold at $9.3 billion. Good Lord. Vincent Man bought it for $1 million like 30-some-odd years ago. $1 million, and now it's worth $9.3 billion. I want to throw out just a side note real quick um, about day two of WrestleMania. Thoughts, prayers, thoughts and prayers to the young young girl that performed for Bianca Belair. Um, For those that watched WrestleMania, she was the the little girl at the very end that was a contortionist. contortionist. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one that danced with Bianca Belair. She had lost her mother earlier that day and still had the heart and the drive to perform. Um, on that grand stage, and just the po- the post interview with Triple H just had just tugged at my heartstrings because you could see how emotional he was. It just and just the entire story in in its in, um in its fullness. It's just how important, how amazing, what it really means to get to that stage, to get to that level, and to be able to perform for millions and the impact that WWE and sports entertainment, the impact that it has on families and people worldwide. It was, it was felt in that very instance more than anything else. And so my, um, our thoughts and prayers goes out to that young lady um, and her family through this difficult time. She was absolutely, she performed amazingly especially underneath those under those circumstances so i wanted to mention that as well yeah here i come like when my mama passed away i couldn't go to work i I was unstable for like the next for the next while you know what i'm saying but for her to be so young and to be they're not lying when they say kids are resilient they're not lying about that yeah so shout out to that young lady man her family man uh thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to her man um yeah wrestlemania this one is in the books. Next year, it's going to be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'd like to go, but I'm going to need that weather report to be favorable. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we can't we can't wait until the week prior. We're we either going to have to do it, we, but we're in discussions right now yeah. to see if the sports bros make the trip to Philadelphia. Hmm. Yep. It'll be fun. Yeah, Scotty. <laughs> what the hell? It'll be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's that. But fellas, looking at my cell phone because I have yet to replace my watch that got drenched in water. Kids learn a lesson. Guess what time it is? Guess what time it is? What, what time? What time is it? I don't know. I, I'm about to say, hey, what's going on? Are we are we out of practice anyways? I'm glad you asked. This time once again for our favorite portion of the show. You guessed it. The choices of the voices. With that being said, hey, yo, button, hit it. Choice of the voices coming up next. And now, our favorite part of the show the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite <laughs> portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices, where we ask you the question, you give us the answer, and we talk about it. And Scotty D also helps with the intro as well, too, because he is pound for pound the toughest lunch person this side of the Mississippi River. Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? All right, we asked you to share with us um, something that you were proud of or uh, some type of sports memorabilia that you were fond of or proud of, something that you like a prize possession type of thing, an autograph, a photo, 
car, ticket stub, anything, anything that had some personal value to you as it comes to the world of sports. And Eddie Cool, we did have a few people that shared with us some of their prized possessions. In the words of the Almighty Be Live, hashtag the Sports Bros Marketplace. Somebody play some market music somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm All right, so let's get into it. Scott Heinerman, he says, I have that card, that Jerry Rice rookie card that's featured in the picture for the choices of the voices. That thing probably worth a bunch of doggone money. All right. Oh, eight eight dollars on eBay. Remember this? That was the one I was telling you about last week. Oh, I said that was that, it. Yeah, <laughs> that I think it should be worth a couple hundred bucks, and, and eBay has it for like eight forty nine. So yeah tripping that's all put some respect on jerry rice's yes. name tony bogan what's up brother he said i have a couple from last year first one was with bill walton espn college oh! commentator <laughs> a very interesting individual especially when he calls pac-12 games the second one is with, ah! second one is with nascar xfinity series owner matt colic uh, who was an Akron grad, and um, it ran into him during a playoff game uh, I covered last season. Yeah, so Matt Collick, he's a um, he's from up here. He's a local guy, he's an Akron grad, and Bill Walton. Bill, Abe, hey, you thought? So my I'm guessing family- the, I'm guessing Tony's saying he got pictures taken with these guys. Is that is that what we gathered from this? Either he shook their mm-hmm. hand or said hi or slapped five or did something. So those are his memories. <laughs> those is uh, I th- okay. Um, Okay, because it says I have a couple, so I wasn't sure exactly. He didn't specify what it was. He says first one was with Bill Walton, so I'm guessing he may have gotten photos taken with somebody from the Conference of Champions, Bill Walton. I guess that was that's what he was talking about. Um, and in this case, I think I'd rather meet Matt Collig than, <laughs> than Bill Walton. Yeah, good old Matt Collig. All right, Tony Wynn, He said autograph Bobby Orr. Um, his last uh, his last year and Wayne Gretzky's first years, nineteen seventy eight together. Didn't know they overlapped career. So, uh, I'm looking at the picture right here and be like, oh, that is cool. Yep, that's pretty cool, man. Bobby Orr, one of the best to ever do it in the National Hockey League. Jumping Joe Gafkin. He said, I have a nineteen ninety one Super Bowl twenty four NFL autograph by Art Monk. Daryl Green and Doug Williams. Hail to the tater skin uh, piglet. Uh, all them. All them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hail to the Redskins for life. All right. Uh, Uncle Fame, um, uh, Hall of Famer Uncle Max, he posted a picture and I'm trying to. That's Willie that. Mays. And I'm pretty sure that that came from Overtime Sports Cafe. No, no. Um, I knew that, it looked familiar. Oh, um, yes. Yes. He added a couple cards in the corners. I don't believe. I, I think those are probably his. Before he got the picture, but that picture came from overtime. I'm quite certain. So, and I know Max is a big Giants fan when it comes to baseball. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's cool as hell. All right, Trey Dizzle said I got way too much stuff to list, so you'll have to look at my Instagram. It is underscore trays with a capital T underscore cards. Yes, Trey Dizzle. He got a lot <laughs> going on. Yeah, right. Um, that, like- that is a that is a paid sponsorship. Um, we will yeah. send you. Your your bill in the mail, Trey Dizzle. Hey, yeah. yes, he's gonna try to pay, pay us with Tony Romo cards. <laughs> Put that mess in the garbage. Anyways, um, all right. So we got JoJo Comfort, the best name in the game. He said, "I'd have to say mine is an old Darius Casparitis road sweater from his time oh. as a Penguins defenseman in the late '90s and early 2000s." 
The Pens have always been known for their flashy, high-powered offense, but guys like DK on defense are irreplaceable. He often lined up against the other team's best line and worked his tail off every night. He's an instigator and sometimes labeled and sometimes labeled as a dirty player, but he did the little things to help the team succeed. I remember when Casper Wrightis played for the Islanders, and if your last name is Casper Wrightis, you got to be a tough mofo. He was just one of those dudes that. If he's not on your team, he's on your nerves. Yeah, it's one of those guys that just rub you wrong. Yeah, he's uh he's not lying about that. Uh, Darius Kasparitis, wow, that's the name I ain't heard of forever. Brenda Johnson, she says an autograph, nineteen ninety five, the boss, Bobby Cox, a World Series jersey, and it is in phenomenal condition. It looks wonderful. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We can go ahead and stop this segment right now because that just won. I don't care what anybody says. I was like, when she's, I was like, I'm just say this um real quick, real quick about um Brenda. That that's my homegirl. That I love her to death. She actually got me a 2022 um World Series replica ring, um for the Braves. She is the biggest Atlanta Braves fan you will ever meet in your entire life. And this right here, I just, I, I it, it didn't even surprise me. But that that is such a beautiful thing to have and i was like wow it didn't even surprise me but it was like just amazing to see she threw in a picture of it brenda i love you cannot wait to go to a game with you we're supposed to go into a durham bulls game sometime later on this year and then we're gonna find a way to make it to atlanta um to make it to cobb county it's not in the city but near marietta but we're gonna we're gonna make it to a braves game at some point in time love you brenda B-Live, do you know what the acronym is for Cobb County, the word Cobb? I do not know. Um, you better be on your best behavior because if you're in Cobb County, you can, if not, you can count on being busted. All right. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I don't, play, I don't play around the Cobb County. But anyways, all right, so uh, moving right along, we got uh, finally, we got Matty Ice Martin Tracy. He says, a signed book by Bill Russell. And if you watch the new Bill Russell documentary on Netflix, that is a rivalry. Uh, that is a, a rarity. rarity. I'm sorry, a yep. rarity. Scotty, let me borrow them dollar store readers. A rarity <laughs> as he didn't like to sign much. So shout out to Matty Ice, Brenda Johnson, JoJo Comfort, Trey Duke, Trey Dizzle, the Hall of Famer, Uncle Max, Joey, Jumping Gaffigan, Tom Winter, Winter Chicken Dinner, my homeboy Tony Bogan, and Scott Heineman for their contribution to this week's Choices of the Voices. And I sound like I got a mouthful of teeth. Scotty D, Sports Memorabilia, what you got? Uh, well, you guys know we've we've had him on a show here. Our friend Joel Turner, who is an NFL agent, represents uh, quite a handful of guys throughout the league. One of which is Cole Beasley. And when Cole Beasley was a Dallas Cowboy, I was a big fan of his. He, he and my dad both just really, really, you know, we we like we liked Cole's game. He caught everything. Tough partners, player out of the slot. And Joel was kind enough to reach out to him and and bring me a a jersey of his that was autographed. And I have it framed at my house in Myrtle Beach. And that one is really cool, just not only because he was a cowboy and a guy that I really liked, but the personal connection with Joel. And also, when I was a, when I was a kid, man, I was a big collector of baseball and football cards. I, I couldn't wait to open a pack of cards. There was no bigger joy at that point in my seven, eight-year-old life than handing a quarter over to someone behind a counter and taking home a pack of, uh, they call it a wax pack, where you had the the pink stick of chewing gum, which you bit, and it was just like 
biting cardboard or that it, it was snapping ass, it. Hard yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Hard go. It took a while for <laughs> you to get it, to get it together in your mouth. And even so just like a little tiny sliver of, of, of bubble gum. And I, I always was excited. And back in those days, I was, more excited, seven, eight, nine years old, of trying to get Pittsburgh Pirates. I would open my card and get Pittsburgh Pirates. However, I did manage at one point to pull out a Ricky Henderson rookie card. And as the years went on, Ricky became one of my all-time favorite players. He's the all-time stolen base leader, and that's never going to change. He's he was he was the best leadoff hitter in the history of the game. I can't see how that ever changes. And I just was a fan of his game. I love, I love, I've told you guys, before, I love the stolen base in baseball. I love the speed players. I love that. And I just became a big Ricky Henderson fan. And I had actually forgotten about that card at one point because it wasn't such a big deal when I w- first got it. But I remember looking through there and it's like, oh, there's Ricky's rookie. And, you know, to me, getting that for 25 cents out of a wax pack, God knows what, what newsstand or local store I got it from. To me, that was really cool that I still had that. And I have that card uh, put in plastic to protect it. It kept away from the others. So that one, those are my two of my uh, more prized possessions when it comes to sports. I also had a, I forgot about this. I should have mentioned, but one time I, I was wearing a, a Dallas Cowboy polo and I went to a golf tournament and Joe Theismann was there and, and I asked him to autograph something for me. He took his Sharpie and he X'd out the star and wrote, Joe Theismann, number seven, goes skins on my shirt. And <laughs> it was oh, a rotten, classic. dirty thing to do, Joe Theismann, but it was pretty cool. And I still have that shirt and I'd ever washed it or changed. I still have it hanging in my closet, also in South Carolina. Be live. What you got? Watch this shirt again. Scott, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to start off this segment with something that if I if I was able to, if I'm able to find it, it's easily my number one possession, but I don't know where it's at. Dabo's dirty socks? No, no, no. <laughs> Nin- 1995. Ooh. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Ooh. the home of the Beach Ball Classic. And I had the opportunity to get a signed autograph from the one, the only, the late Kobe, Black Mamba, Kobe Bean Bryant. I got it signed. I got him to sign mm. my um, my brochure, my um, the program for the Beach Ball Classic, and I don't know where it's at. Find it, be live. You got to find that thing. <laughs> yeah. Find it. <laughs> Be like, be like, I will, I will, I will drive home to help you find that. Yeah, you got to find that, buddy. I just thought, I when you asked this question last week, I just immediately thought that I was like, oh, mm. God, it's something, it's somewhere in the attic. I hope it is somewhere in the attic at my parents' house, hopefully. But one thing that I do have, it is a sign. But I used to collect a lot of basketball cards back in the day. And I think this is easy my prized possession. And if I could ever get it, um, what's the what's the thing called where you get it authorized? Like the yeah, authentic. Authentic. Yeah, yeah. But it is, um, you know, it has no, it has none other than the pictures of David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, wow. Drexler, Carl Malone, John Stockton. 
Chris Mullen, Charles Barkley, Magic That's Johnson. Dream Team. The Dream Team. The 1992 Dream Team NBA Hoops card. I have Ooh. the full. I have the full set of the 1992 Dream Team. It has. I know it's not going to be worth as much as I think it is because it's, it's not something that was rare. But I have the entire set. He got. Mm-hmm. It. He's like, I got it. I I got it. And so that's why. I, Hashtag Sports Bros Marketplace. Um, yeah, if, if there's somebody out there that um, because a, bu- a brother's Poe, um, if yeah. you want to, it's like it's it, it's, it's, doing... it's probably it's probably a Dick's Pawn Shop after a night of bar hopping and barefoot landing for Beeline. That's, <laughs> that's my that's my guess. Well, see what what we are not going that's to my do is just put my. <laughs> my social issues on blast <laughs> on this platform. Yes, I do occasionally like to go back. It might be there. Am, John Daly, if you happen to be listening to the program, <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a cold beverage with you. Me and you are kindred spirits, except for the wild pants. Can't do the wild pants, but I know if me and you was at a bar somewhere, it would be All right. a good Eddie time. Cole. Eddie Cole. <laughs> What's you're, yours? The one, you're the one started it. If, All right, if you before. just let bygones be bygones, we could just moved on. But All you're right. the one put me out there on black. I'm up, hey, we up against it. So here we go. Uh, so I'm an avid car collector. I was back then, and um, I am a little bit now. So I'm looking at my car collection, fellas, and I had to go in our group chat, like our pictures, and find it. Um, so let's see. I still have a Sam Mills card, a Michael Irvin card. Um, a Sergey Fedorov card. I have a Mario Lemieux card. A Ken Griffey and Chipper Jones two string pra- uh, spring training cards. I also have an insert of a Tony Romo card, which Trey Duke you can have. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I got a Pro Bowl Ed Reed card. I have a who is this down here? Um, Adrian Peterson. And moving right over, I have a Tony Gonzalez card, a Trevor Hoffman card, a Barry Sanders and a Jerome Bettis card. Am I missing anything? Uh, let's see. I also have a Hidden Gems 1995 Doug Gilmore hockey card that's still in a case. Uh, yeah. Wow, I didn't I got, used to collect that much. Yeah, it's good. Yep, yep, I got I got a lot of stuff. I'm like I'm like oh shoot, I got a Mario Lemieux card. I got a yeah. So I kind of got back in the card collecting back in like the early 2000s. But um, yeah, you never know. Oh, also a Marvin Harrison and a Champ Bailey card as well too. So um. I got a lot going on. I got some Hall of Fame stuff um, sitting here, fellas. So uh, with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for next week's Choices of the Voices? All right, next week we'd like you to tell us what sport venue would you like to visit that you have not yet been to? Doesn't necessarily mean a game. Like, you know, I think we before asked, you know, what big, big event would you like to go to, like for like Super Bowl, Kentucky Derby, that kind of stuff. But we're just talking about what kind of, what venue Maybe you've never been to Madison Square Garden. That's somewhere you'd like to see. Or maybe it would be uh, the Kentucky Derby. You'd, you'd like to go out to that track and watch something like that. So that's that's up to you. What sports venue would you like to visit you have not made it to yet? And Eddie Cool, that'll give us something to talk about next week. Ooh, wait. Nah. This, when this podcast take off, we got a bucket list, baby. Maybe a, spo- maybe a slight spoiler alert. A tradition unlike any other. Ah, yeah. yeah. And he'll be, doing, he'll be doing his last one. This year, I'm a little sad about. No, it. no, he's staying with that. Um, it's just he, he, March Madness. He's done with. Yeah. Oh, Jim okay, okay. He did it. He did his last basketball game, but he's staying with football and golf. He's just done with the college basketball. Good, good, because we can't have um, 
Hey, uh, Scotty D, um, what's this I hear about Greg Olson doing the Masters? <laughs> yeah, I hear Tiger Woods is playing this year. He has a great track record at Augusta. I think he could pull it out this year. But then again, I don't know. He's been hurt a lot. It's really too hard to say at this point. Oh, man, it's time for a round of pepper. We're going to get the hell out of here. And uh, we'll be right back with a round of pepper. And Greg Olson, everybody, right here. Yeah. Sports Bowls Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, it's time. You heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we leave, we're going to do it around the pepper, rapid fire style, kind of soda, not really here to educate, engage, enlighten, and entertain the four E's in no particular order. And me being a historian, I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1934, baseball superstar Babe Ruth agrees to do three 15-minute broadcasts a week over NBC for a fee of $39,000 for 13 weeks, $4,000 more than his Yankees playing contract. Sheesh. So, so be, be live real, real quick. Uh, do let, let's let's do the math. Um, what's the, what's the what's the math here? Three 15-minute broadcasts a week. Uh, for a fee of thirty nine thousand dollars for thirteen weeks, and it says I'm just gonna I'm just gonna thirty nine thousand thirteen. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that around about that's around half a million. Five, just I'm around it real quick. Probably around half a million. Ain't that a little, little bit, little bit, little bit more than half a million actually. Thirteen. You're around about five hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. No wonder where Tom Brady learned it from. Over to you, Scotty D. <laughs> all right. Here's a here, here's one about my favorite person in all sports, Roger Goodell, who oh, always oh. wants to do what's best for the fans and best for the game of oh, football. Here we go. So uh, Jerry Jones actually is one of the ones who kind of was on board with this, but they're talking about doing a Thursday flex now. Thursday night flex schedule, meaning you'd have Good. a 15-day notice. So it'd have to be 15 days out. Uh, they already Roger Goodell has already decided. Uh, at least he, him and him and the boys they decided that they're going to now add a second Thursday for teams. Teams can now play two Thursdays this year. And he said, "Oh, they, they the, the players have told me they like after Thursday having the extra." Three days off, it's like a mini bye week. Yeah, they they do like that, but they hate playing on the fourth day after the last game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course you're gonna like it, but that doesn't mean you like what gets you to that point. You 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 like you like it and you like it after it's done. Yeah. Yeah. A lot <laughs> of prisoners during... like getting out of jail. They just didn't like the, 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 the <laughs> like five going to, in there. Five to eight that they did prior to that point. Ta-da. So so Roger Goodell says this. Listen, there isn't anybody in that room, any of our organizations who don't put our fans first. That's really important. So if you're a fan who buys a ticket to a Sunday game that's going to be in the middle of November and you buy it September, now they move it to Thursday, 15 days out. Now you have to change your flight plans or your hotel room and all that stuff. Is that putting the – that's your idea of putting the fans first? That's really putting – that's putting the fans first. And he also goes on to say – I don't think we're putting Amazon over our players. Yet you're going to make them play twice now on short weeks. 
By the way, Thursday Night Football averaged 9.6 million viewers this year. That was a 46% decline from the year before from the networks, which fans could watch because not everybody has Amazon. You really put the fans first on that one, didn't you, you punk? Be live. I'm sick of talking about this guy. Over to you. Uh, real, real, <laughs> real quick note, Scotty D. What was the um? What was the season numbers? Was it nine point nine? What? They averaged nine point six million on Thursday nights this past year. The women's national championship game from <laughs> Sunday night. <laughs> I think I think the final number was twelve twelve million. Ooh. Okay, that there there you go because nah, people nah. can watch it. People, not everybody gets Amazon Prime. <laughs> People get networks. They say, "Oh, I saw this. Uh, this, whatever the girl from Iowa. She's good. She's yeah. she was she accounted for all forty-one points in one way or another in the fourth quarter of the game that beat South Carolina. I'd like to watch her play now. If it was on Amazon Prime, you couldn't watch it. Be live. Go ahead. One night well, versus one season. Go ahead, be live. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just gonna put a side note in there. There's twenty games that Scotty D won't be able to watch his um Yankees play because they're exclusively on Apple TV. Yes, another stupid, <laughs> stupid thing. But I, and, and in case you haven't forgotten, I'm not a big fan of that commissioner either. Right. <laughs> My first pepper point is going to be a local story that Scott's going to make some type of um, sound effect towards. But this coming weekend is the NCAA bowling women's bowling championship, and the regional matches start this weekend. And it's going to feature two teams in the greater um, triad region, as we call it, triad region, Raleigh, Greensboro, Fayetteville, the central North Carolina, where Fayetteville State, the Broncos, are traveling to Arlington, Texas, for the playing match against Prairie View. And North Carolina A&T State University is headed to Rochester, New York, to face a medal in women's bowling so much respect to those two programs from the central north carolina region and wish them the very best go broncos of fayetteville state let's get it any cool strike the ball be out there facing who medal who is medal medal don't ask don't you ask them too much i just uh, i was featuring nca and t and Fayetteville State, you're doing too much. Just go ahead with your point. I don't freaking know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Medal. I'm over it's here like M E D A I L L E. I don't Medal. Medal. All right, they just found ten people. Hey, let's go ahead and make a, um, a bowling team. It'll be the only athletics pool we'll have in this school. What is it like D five or something like that? They're they're univer- They are a university in Buffalo, New York. And it's, it was the Sisters of St. Joseph founded Medal in 1937, naming it after their founder, Jean Paul. It's, it's something French. It's got it's something French. Little so Sisters. I'm, I'm probably. Little Sisters me, me, of the Poor. Heard. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Uh, these next two, um, these next two paper points goes hand in hand. Um, as the state of North Carolina, they're over here making news again. In the sports world, they said, you know what? Uh, the participation trophies, you can go ahead and throw all of them in the garbage. Um, according to Vice and other news publications, North Carolina seeks ban, seeks to ban participation trophies for children. All right. 
Uh, three senators in North Carolina have introduced a bill into the local legislature that would ban participation trophies for children. Um, let's see. I'm reading something here. I don't know who to quote, but I'll read it anyway. Youth sports or older youth recreation activities operated under the authority of a local government, under the authority of local government, shall not include awards for participation based solely on uh, on their solely on their participation in the sport or the activity. Um, awards provided in connection with the activity, if any, shall be based on identified performance achievements. So I'm gonna tell you something right now. Participation trophies. You don't need to give them out anyway because you're encouraging kids to come up. It's okay to come up short. Now, I understand that, you know, winning isn't everything, but, you know, I'm a firm believer, hey, you want the Stanley Cup? You want the Lombardi? You want that Larry O.B.? Go out there and play it. Go out there and win it because now you just can't be handed stuff. Oh, you didn't lose. You, you didn't win first place, but you got a participation trophy. Hey, look, these kids, they, hey, they're too young. Don't be stroking their egos. If you want to learn how to win, go play, ball, bust your butt, and then aim high. Aren't you supposed to tell your kids, aim high? Yep. Aim, 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 for the, aim for the sky or shoot for the moon. That way, if you don't fall, you got the clouds or some kind of cliche mess like that. Hey, look here, man. Do what you got to do, win games, and you'll get the trophy. But as far as participation trophies, they got to go. Over you, Scotty D. Agree. I liked it. I like that story. He's, okay. he's got my vote. Yep. Yeah. Here's another good story. Um, last month, legendary golfer Fred Couples called Phil Mickelson a nutbag and Sergio <laughs> Garcia a clown. And Tuesday night, probably as we're speaking, they're having dinner together. Why is that? It is the Masters Champions Dinner, and the Live Tour players are back in town. Oh, so the Live Boys, they got a lot to prove here because – well, they actually had a court ruling that's coming down today as we speak against them as far as their participation in the DP World Golf Tour, the European Tour. And uh, so these guys are <laughs> at this point, it seems like the shine is not on the light live golf tour that they may have been expecting. I know they're getting their money. They got to be happy with that. And they're only playing three days every what is it, a couple of weeks or so. But now it's time to get back into the pond with the big boys here. The PGA Tour, the guys are grinding. And guys, um, I know I have said this before, but I'm doing it again. I am picking Rory McIlroy to win the Masters this weekend. Be live. Over to you. And we're still on Tony Finau watch. We're on Tony Finau watch. Yes. I'm, I'm rooting for Tony Finau. I believe he's going to actually do it. I'm picking, I'm picking Tony Finau. I'm going to pick them. Um, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Okay. So my second pepper point, I'm just going to build up the hype when it comes to the NHL. The Boston Bruins have been on a tear. Don't make a damn that, about the Bruins. Go ahead, be that. I'm sorry. The, 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 see, there you go. Let, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't. I guess I don't care. But you got to you got to acknowledge where they're nearly they're very close to breaking all the records like mm -hmm. wins in a season. They're already at 60 wins. The record is 62 wins. They've got five games to go. The record for points is 132. I believe they're, they're on pace for 133. Uh, they're, so they're very close. 
But here's the thing. The reason why I mentioned this as a pepper point is because their final game of the season is against the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs. You know why that's significant? Because why? guess who guess who holds the record for the most points in a season? The Montreal Canadiens in 1976-77 Montreal Canadiens. Oh. Oh. I have a I have a feeling it's going to be some historical figures in the house if the Bruins get close to that mark and see if the Canadians can stop them from breaking that all-time record. Let me finish my story. Eddie, cool. Come on. <laughs> I got up. you. As soon as, <laughs> soon as you said something about Boston Bruins, I went to itching. I, went to, <laughs> I was about to say, you remember what happened? Hey, you remember what happened the last time a team broke a, yes. broke a record? Yeah, and got into the playoffs. What happened? <laughs> Playing all that hard ass hockey for nothing. Yeah, right. Montreal Canadiens. Let me let me see if my uh, French is on point. Uh, Le Habitants de Montreal. All right. <laughs> shout out. I to, like it. Shout out to living in northern New Hampshire for four years. I should know a whole lot of French, but um, sometimes you do, and sometimes you, uh, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. All right. Third and final pepper point that um is very parallel or coinciding with the participation trophy. Jill Biden has the wild idea to be like, you know what? You know, we're going to invite LSU because they won, because, you know, teams that win championships, they get an invite to the White House. All right. Uh, Jill Biden said, hey, maybe we should invite Iowa too. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm reading the article, but you know what? Damn this article. Let me tell you something. Why in the blue hell did you concoct this silly idea? Hey, we're gonna invite the runner up too. So so you just gonna put it all in my face. I just lost, I got beat. You gonna put it in my face. You just emphasizing the fact that I lost. <laughs> me, me, meanwhile, I got Kim Mulkey wearing wild outfits. Angel Reese doing stuff, LSU Ice Spice, I forgot the girl name, and Flaje Johnson dropping a hot 16. Meanwhile, I got to stand there with my hands in my pocket because I got my ass whooped by this team. If I'm Iowa, there's no way in hell I'm going to the White House. If I'm Iowa, I'm like, you know what, Jill Biden, I appreciate the invite, but I'll see you next year when we win, exclamation point. So, yeah, no participation trophies and no runner-ups coming to the White House. You didn't see the Buffalo Bills drag their ass up there when they lost all them damn Super Bowls. So this is a tradition that does not need to start. Over to you, Scotty D. Jill Biden is tripping. <laughs> tripping. Tripping. Uh, all right, so um, to, from what I understand, we have some new NBA Hall of Famers on the way. And here's the list of people that got elected. Pau Gasol, my man. Becky Hammonds, Dwayne Wade. Dirk Nowitzki, Greg Popovich, and Tony Parker. Tony Parker's the guy I want to talk about here because Tony Parker on the court averaged 15.5 points, 5.6 assists. He had a finals MVP on the way to four NBA titles. On the court, he was a legit threat. Off the court, he's a complete moron. This is a guy who had Eva Longoria, and he lost her because he cheated on her. She ditched Tony Parker. Now that could be forgivable if you would go and look at the girl he married a few years later. 
Axel Francine, forgive me if I if I botched her name, but she was a um a journalist and a spa owner, and she was smoking hot, and they are now separated. So Tony Parker, basketball genius, loving idiot, going to the NBA Hall of Fame. Be live over to you. Unapologetically, Scotty D. <laughs> he would find a way to, to <laughs> praise this man for making it to the NBA Hall of Fame. And idiot Hall of Fame. <laughs> Going to the Idiots Hall of Fame. It completely trashed. He had Eva Longoria. He had her. You ain't never lied. You ain't Jeez. never lied. Jeez. And I, and, I, and the thing about Scotty, I knew he was going there too. Go ahead. Oh, I would go home after the game every night. After every game, I'm going home. Even if I'm on the road. Even if I'm on the road, I'm going home. I'm flying back to San Antonio to hit the show. Yes, every night. Third and final pepper point. It's, this brings my heart absolute joy because I called it. People didn't believe me. Another thing you were right about? Absolutely right. I was absolutely right about this. And now it's even emphasized in the, in the stands. The pitch count is working. Baseball is exciting again. And I'm absolutely all for it. And the fans are all for it, especially the fans in Seattle. Because you know how rabbit fans are in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle, especially, you know, the 12th man with the, um, the Seahawks and now it, the Kraken and hockey. The Seattle Mariners in baseball, they don't have much to cheer for. But, man, they have absolutely embraced the pitch clock. Whenever the opposing pitcher is on the mound and the pitch count gets low, you can hear the entire um, crowd in the stands. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. It's a beautiful thing to see and hear. I guarantee you this pitch clock is here to stay. It's already shaved 28 minutes off of baseball games. Mm. And I'm here for it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, baseball, for finally getting something right. And also shout out to all of the minor leagues that got in a substantial pay raise oh. earlier. Substantial pay raise. More some some players got more than double what they used to get paid for I'm six months. For, for six for six months. Would you play baseball for eleven thousand dollars? Hell no. Ugh, that's that's tough. That's mm. that's that was single A. That was single A. They made eleven thousand dollars for Damn. six months. Damn, now wow. they're now they're making twenty eight, um, twenty eight thousand. Okay. okay, that's respectable. Yeah, that's that's, that's respectable. That that yeah yeah. That's why I wanted to go ahead and throw that out there. Yep. Yes, sir. All right, and speaking of uh, the idiocracy of Tony Parker, uh, I just sent you guys an article in the group chat, but I'm going to go ahead and talk <laughs> about it now. Um, and it's from um, First Sports. I don't know how reputable of a um, source this is, but it popped up. It says, and I quote, stop sexting. 
Tony Parker crossed all boundaries by getting involved with close friend's wife behind his back. All right. It says Good Brent guy. Barry. Yes. Was it Brent Barry. Brent Barry. Yes. 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 That's who he's cheating on Eva with. His his buddy's wife. Yeah. And it says after learning that Tony Parker had been sexting, it's funny they put a little asterisk by like in the place <laughs> to eat. We know what the hell's going on here. I'm 40. Um <laughs> Have been sex has been sexting Aaron Barry, the wife of former teammate Brent Barry, often. His wife was the one who broke their three-year marriage. However, the former San Antonio Spurs player and the woman were never involved directly. All right, Tony Parker is a respected Spurs player. Uh, the point guard's contribution to the San Antonio Spurs, the greatest period of success. No, 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 no. His jersey was retired in 19. All right. Parker and Brent Barry were teammates from 04 to 08, but their friendship ended when he was caught sexting Barry's <laughs> wife. The hits keep coming. Yeah. So, the, so the idiot Hall of Fame. Um, you got yep. Delonte. You got Delonte West. You got um Effie Aboda from Boston, and now you got Tony Parker. There's a few more in there. I just want to throw those oh, out yeah. there off the dome. Well, what, what was it? Then again, all these all these women that he's he's with are like hot, so maybe maybe he were the idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well. Maybe he's not so dumb after all. I don't know. He dumb. Yeah. He dumb. He dumb. He dumb. I'm not. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not gonna let you get away with that, Scotty. His ass is dumb. He had the yeah. hottest chick in the game. His ex <laughs> ex wife. Uh, what was her name? Um, Amelie. Um, whatever her name was. She was nice too. And then I've never seen Brent Barry's wife, but I'm pretty sure. That she was. Oh, nice she got to be hot. Yeah. Yeah. But somehow, some way, Tony Parker want to be nasty. He want to be a nasty. Yeah. All right, fellas. Um, be live. Tell everybody what you got going on, man. With karaoke, man. Tell them what you got going on. Well, your boy is now doing karaoke five nights a week. Oh, bless two, your heart. Tuesdays, <laughs> Thursdays, and Saturdays at the back door, um, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, right off of Bragg Boulevard. And on Wednesdays and Sundays at Cheers 2, um, 2803 Rayford Road. It's your boy, DJ B Live. And it's Got 100 beers on tap. 100 beers on tap. Best briskets. At on, the uh, back door at Cheers oh, 2. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. I've retired from the restaurant industry. It's over. Hey. Hey, uh, Israel Adesanya going for the going for the rematch this weekend, uh, going for the title with Michael Pereira. I hope he gets it. Let's go, Izzy. And boys, this goes out to you and anybody listening. But happy Easter! Don't forget, Jesus died for our sins. That's the end of the sermon. But happy Easter to to all you guys. Uh, I hope you get lots of lots of candy, lots of chocolate. I'm not gonna lie to you. I forgot all about Easter. I'm just somebody's like, Easter week. It, keep, yeah. it keeps changing every year. We just, he ain't died this week, but we're gonna we're gonna celebrate his yes. return and his ascension <laughs> to be at the right <laughs> hand of God. Why is you la- Why is you laughing? <laughs> you just I said was... so He didn't die this week. <laughs> It's it's true. It's it's true. <laughs> All right, I gotta go. You guys go to church, guys. Love y'all. Go to church. Pray for us and then close. Please, please pray for us. Yeah, because we need all the help in the world. Uh, in closing, do something nice for yourself if you can. Do something nice for someone else. 
They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Be in the business of being a blessing because we don't need no more burdens. Uh, Y'all pray for me, Be Live. I don't know why that was so damn funny. Uh, this has been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Episode 200 coming up soon. Be Live, get us up out of here. Yes, sir. I just, I just had a thought real quick. Like, you know, if if Tony Parker and Larsa, P- ne- never mind, never mind. See y'all next week. <laughs> Take care. I'm just bye, bye. See y'all next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Do you want some more of the Sports Bros podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes, and I know you want some more of the Sports Bros podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our link tree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros podcast. Once again, thanks for listening.